we doing everybody? This is Tom uh, from Heads on Sticks uh, with a 15th episode of Heads on Sticks Chats. This is a great one. This is going to be a good one, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, just to let you know, whenever I record these introductions, I literally, I always record them before I've actually chatted to the person. So this is not, I'm not faking it. I genuinely am uh, quite enthused to be chatting to um, uh, the, the guest for this show. Um, and I haven't, and I am genuinely... Um, in anticipation of chatting to him. Maybe this is not particularly interesting information, but, but there you go. Um, also, before I announce the guest, um, if you like if you like the, the podcast and you you know you like what I do, please uh, give it a give, subscribe to it and give it a like and give it a star, give it a thumbs up. Um, if you're feeling really generous, give it a written review on an Apple Podcast that helps. And uh, tell you aren't Gladys to just kind of spread the word because uh, you know just get it all out there um, help a brother out uh, yeah so my guest is uh, Tommy Cossack um, and for those that are kind of you know for anyone with a sort of half awareness of the um, the kind of well not just the London punk scene but you know scene I'm not supposed to say that am I community uh, but you know just the, just the anyone anyone that's got an interest in the kind of that sort of new variant of garage punk synth punk that's happening in especially in Melbourne, sort of Sydney, um, parts of America and, and sort of now uh, now cropping up in London. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a big presence. Uh, so yeah, Tommy Cossack, you know, uh, I love him. He's, you know, he's great. I, I was hooked when I, first, when I first heard him. I can't quite remember how I first heard him. I believe Bus Pass was the first song I heard. Um, and if anybody listened to my, my, first, my very first podcast with Billion, um, that was around the time that I first heard of him, and we kind of got chatting about Tommy Cossack. Um, and since then, I think there's been a sort of, you know, like a, like a friendly rapport online. Um, and uh, but I finally got to see him. I've seen him a couple of times now, uh, and uh, he's the fucking great live. Uh, Tommy Cossack and the uh, the Generators, um, great great band. Really really uh, got to see him live, you know. Uh, and uh, a couple of months ago, he was a guest on my. Um, uh, Hesel Six Show at Arja Radio, and he did a great, he did a great, great show. Loved it, great, um, great second hour. So, uh, you know, now he's on the podcast. So I just can't get enough of the guy, and uh, neither will you by the end of the uh, podcast. So, um, yeah, Tommy Cossack, uh, chat number fifteen. Um, yeah, let's do it. Take it away. Uh, track number 15 on the 6th chart. How are you doing this Sunday today, pal? Yeah, man, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, my voice is maybe a tiny bit strained, more strained than usual, because we were doing some band work yesterday. But Band work? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a new thing that, that, you know, we're trying to do. It's like an album. It's, I don't know. I don't, we'll see if it catches on. <laughs> you're a trendsetter yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, definitely the, the, the concept of the album so 
So you are you are actually uh, no this is not, no messing around. This is, this ain't an EP. This is not. This is a full debut album. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the big time. This is yeah? this is where where we make our millions. Um, this oh, no. okay. <laughs> this yeah. It's like twelve songs. So it's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is it's twelve songs, but then most of them are like one minute thirty. So it's like really, is it? Maybe it's a long EP. Maybe it's an album. Who knows? I'm pretty sure it's an album though. Yeah, I, I'd feel shortchanged if I was a fan. To be honest with you. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's fair enough. Like, <laughs> I feel shortchanged too. Like <laughs> listening back to my own songs, I'm like, damn, really. <laughs> um, well, that's great, man. Yeah. So you were recording the vocals yesterday, yeah? Yes. Yeah. How, how's it all cooking? Yeah. How's it all coming along? Yeah, it's. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's going well. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of shouting, uh, but it's sounding pretty good. I, I'm. I'm really happy with it so far. Uh, the backing vocals from Tom and Natasha were sounding fucking splendid, top mm. class. I was very, very. Uh, it's kind of like changed shape from all the demos a lot because of that, and uh, you know not having me playing all the instruments now and uh, not having a drum machine, having a real drama. Uh, it's, it's all like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a real thing now. And it's really, uh, it's really cool to see how it's coming along. Is that more satisfying to see like a full band um, when you're kind of, you know, um, realizing your tunes? Is it, is it, is it a kind of a, a more satisfying feeling than, than when you're, when it's like a total one man band kind of, uh exercise uh yeah yes and no i guess i mean mostly yes though uh obviously sometimes it's nice when you write as a one-man person band whatever because mm. um you you know you don't have to like you can just do it all there's no like hey let's meet up let's write let's do this uh you know you've got your own vision you don't have to like kind of like almost uh make concessions for other people <laughs> you just link do it all yourself. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. but at the same time though it's like when other people do like for instance every single member of the band really has like kind of changed something in some way when we play live and it's mm -hmm. like wow i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't have thought to do that let's let's and it sounds better to me now so yeah i guess, I guess yeah. as well that there's there's this room for um the songs to evolve in a way that keeps everything interesting for you exactly yeah exactly because like i mean i some of these songs i made uh you know well over a year ago um mm. and when you when you listen to them over and over because you're like uh practicing or you're playing gigs or you're like trying to figure out how how you wrote the songs and how to play them to show a new band member because you've went through your third guitarist in the space of a couple of months <laughs> like, it's like yeah, right. you end up getting like yeah bored of it kind of but then when these things change just by playing around with it with the bandmates it's, it makes it a lot more fresh like you say mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> um that's great I'm, I'm i'm really uh i'm really excited to hear uh the will it be an lp as well would it be on um uh we don't know yet i guess uh at the moment we're just recording it we're gonna yeah. record it mix it master it it's well the recording is actually done now that was the last of it now okay cool we, we need to mix it and we need to master it and then we're gonna try and send it to some labels so if any labels listening you know um hit, hit my dms because uh oh, i'm, I'm sure work I'm, together i'm sure sub <laughs> i'm sure sub pops listen listening <laughs> 
<laughs> sub pop, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, hey, Geffen, Geffen, you listening? <laughs> is that the is that the person that runs sub pop? Sub pop? I don't know anything about oh, it. I just know like, a bunch of bands. In the early nineties, or like, uh, I, I feel like, do, do there was like a like an alternative MTV period where like you had like quite big labels having stuff like Smashing Pumpkins or. Oh yeah, well, like when MTV Two kind of came around. Well, I, th- I think MTV Two was more of a UK thing, but I know, I know in America uh, in the early nineties, where which, which seems incredible today, because now MTV is just—I mean, it's just a wasteland, isn't it? But back in the day, you yeah. could genuinely see a residence video, or you could, yeah. kind of, or or you know, you would actually like—I don't know—like Nine Inch Nails or Smashing Pumpkins or that that kind of that kind of America, that alternative America thing that happened in the early nineties, genuinely was like had a lot of presence on MTV. And I, yeah yeah and uh, yeah and there's just like there, there's a lot of labels that like, fell over each other to try and like you know cash in on that and uh, right i think i think i sort of associate geffen with that that bunch you know right what what is geffen wait what's geffen are, are you getting wikipedia up yeah <laughs> well, I, 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 think, I think um i think nirvana's first album got got like distributed but bleach was like Oh, distributed by oh, I can't remember now because it was originally a sub pop, wasn't it? Um, right. But then Geffen got hold of it. Okay, yeah, and Geffen's part of Universal Music Group. There you go. That's right. Yeah. So all the big labels would have like their like alternative divisions. Right. You know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, if, for example, yeah. Interscope Records was like the one that all every 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 Alice in Chains was like falling over each other to get on Interscope, and then like you know. But that was a division of like Sire Records, or so. This is all fascinating stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I like yeah. it. I, I wish I knew. I don't even know any record labels anymore. Like, not, like I had to ask my bandmates, like, what are record labels in, in the UK? All I know is like the weird internet ones. Well, that's the thing. Isn't it? <laughs> but that's it. Like, you know, we don't think about those big labels anymore. You know, it's all mm. about the DIY. It's, it's the tape stuff, isn't it? It's bank. Yeah, it's just that, which is great. Exactly. I, I love it. You know. I do too, because you always find like the gems and stuff there. It's always the weird stuff that you don't, you know, people don't think is going to make money. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to take a chance on it. So it's the DIY. Yeah. Even like, um, even like 4AD and things like that, I don't actually really, I don't follow them closely. You know, I mean, Mm. there's a lot of great artists on there, but I don't, or like um, Warp Records or whatever, you know, the, the kind of supposedly the, well, they are. They they have a they have a really great heritage of like, yeah, pushing great. They just music. signed Wulu as well. Wulu's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw I saw them in Bristol actually mm. supporting. Sorry, I think. Oh really? That yeah, Wulu were cool. Game. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Sorry as well. They're good. Yeah, they're great. <coughs> yeah, they're really cool. You listening? Mm. Sorry. <laughs> huh? You listening? You're oh. great. <laughs> All right. There's a double endorsement there. I, I just like spaced out for a second and forgot we were on a we were doing a podcast. <laughs> Should we start again tomorrow? Yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Why are you a cheese slice? Oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's on my is that on my bandcamp profile. It is, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, I need to take that off. I don't know. No, why it's, it's on your MySpace from 2004. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs>
you nardwa um <laughs> so i don't know i just i just i don't know what to put there all of that stuff's like i haven't even been on that profile for so long um because all the stuff i actually need to delete a ton of stuff off of that because there is some really bad music i put up <laughs> when i was in i was kind of too a bit too drunk and just kind of uploaded it and in prep for the interview, I, I, I've actually, like, literally for the last hour, I've just stuck on all your music. Yeah. And I like some of that early, um, I like some of that early, early stuff. I like uh, Consumers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's the first ever thing I did for this. Yeah, uh, it kind of, you, you haven't really topped it since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's all been done Shit. <laughs> oh. I mean, what, Fast Fashion was on that, right? I think. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the B side, or I, mm. I, I think it was. I, I did listen to it all today. I did listen to it. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean that one we we like redid, uh, re-recorded properly and for demo. Well, I did, and then we played it live for a while, but we took it out of the set because it's a bit slow, right? Uh, in comparison to everything else, but yeah, I don't like he having the, the one slow song like some bands do. I just like fast. <laughs> there's not gonna be any ballads any you know, anytime soon i don't think so we'll see we'll see how i feel i'm feeling particularly uh uh i don't know soft and <laughs> do, you, do you ever pick up a do you ever pick up the, the acoustic guitar do you ever just sort of pick up an acoustic and just kind of sing there in the wind one. i have one in behind me somewhere but it's in a really dusty case got like yeah. an old classical guitar and I used to like learn uh, how to play songs from Super Mario 64 on it. Um, so but... not quite Bob Dylan? No, not really. No, a bit more of a like a, a Nintendo game OST guy yeah. than Bob Dylan guy. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Billy in there. I, I know he's a big Super Mario 64 fan. Oh yeah. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a more general... of a Sonic guy. And Sonic, but... yeah. Sonic the yeah, Hedgehog yeah, yeah. and Mario, yeah. Yeah, he fucking um... loves that shit. Oh, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Portsmouth in, in England. Um, uh, and more recently, for most of my adult life, I suppose, London, um, in South London. Yeah. So what uh, do you, um, yeah, what, what, what is uh, Portsmouth's influence on you, do you think? Do you, do, you, do you, is any of your musical identity shaped by Portsmouth in any way? Um, I mean, I mean, maybe like, I guess it shaped me in the sense of the fact that I wanted to get the fuck out of it because uh, I hated it. That's a good motivator. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it made me very angry being there all the time. So it probably gave me some deep seated, like slight anger issues and, mm. um, lack of patience and Generally all of those having... fun. Yeah. Neuroses, all of that. So maybe that would be the the only influence that Portsmouth's really had on me. I I mean, you know what? <clears throat> I talked so much shit about it, but it, it is actually, it's quite nice in places. Like South Sea's really nice. There's a lot of really nice people there too, but there's a lot of dickheads also. So, you know, I, I just, it wasn't for me. Yeah, sure. Um, what what were your, um, do you have any kind of, uh, uh, what is your earliest musical memory? I always ask people this, because I'm always, it's always the one question I'm always like, I always want to ask whatever artist. I'm always curious. Like what, what is the earliest musical memories or, or like the earliest memory you've got of like, you know, I, I don't know just what, you know, 
the earliest memories of music and liking music and like ever ever yeah like, like yeah as a kid, as a kid, kid yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah. man you know what it is uh hang on um so do you know the beautiful south yes yeah so my mum <laughs> was always... i wasn't expecting that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kerbal, um yeah so my mum would always put beautiful south on in the car whenever we'd go anywhere yeah. and um she had the cds and stuff and the tapes as well and um yeah and i yeah i just really i used to love it i used to sing along to it all the time um i don't think i really remember any of the music nowadays though what well, uh, the i mean yeah like you couldn't be a kid in the 90s and not and not have Rotterdam yeah. ingrained in your psyche. You know? <laughs> but um, the the singers are really. I know Paul Heaton's a really nice. I know he's like a really nice guy. He's like a proper, like staunch lefty, and he's always like just out campaigning on every socialist cause, and every community thing, and he seems it's like hard. a top geezer. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, respect for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what about your formative music musical memories? You know, what about like um. You know, what do you consider formative in shaping your identity today? Huh. Uh, that's actually really interesting. Uh, it's not something I really thought about. Um, I, I I used to listen to a lot of, like, math rock mm. when I was uh, first, like, learning guitar and stuff like that. And that's, I guess that's what kind of made me pick up playing guitar, was trying, like, hearing stuff like um, Hella, for instance, uh, <clears throat> Spencer uh, Syme, Seam, um, his guitar playing was fucking crazy, blew my mind. Uh, and like Nick Reinhardt from um, <clears throat> from Terramelos as well, and that stuff. Like, it, it doesn't really like influence my guitar playing in this project or anything like that because it's. It, you know i don't think it would fit it was just a bit too mad but that stuff uh really got me interested in like guitar music for the most part and then i think i kind of went more in to like down kind of punk roots and stuff like that uh from That's there because yeah well because because the math rock isn't something obviously that's not particularly present in your mm. your music now no 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 i mean this the like specifically the stuff like uh like Spencer Syme stuff where like Chirping Hard by Hello that album uh, where it's like a solo album actually by Spencer and it's got a lot of like synth elements to it mm. with like guitar and like drum machine stuff like that and and those sounds <clears throat> in that kind of way um because it does have some like punk elements obviously it's it's not like just just like like it's not that it yeah it's got some some musicality i think i think math rock when it's done well i think it can be really fascinating can't it but yeah, it can it yeah. can so easily go wrong yeah 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 totally no, like, i think i think it's uh, you really got you got to be a bit of a master to be able to understand that yeah um, craft uh, craft, I don't know if craft is the right word but just that genre and you know yeah i mean like it it can just devolve into just like loops just okay this is a loop that you're playing like and you're all playing separate shit mm. in different loops and yeah it's but i yeah i think getting that right get making like anything because what i try and do with my stuff even though we're like a synth punk band or whatever the fuck i like to think i maybe i'm wrong uh 
that there is like elements of like pop to it you know oh, for sure yeah and like catchiness and stuff because that's like like any anything can have it it's not like pop music it's popular right I, we spoke about this uh, previously i think um where pop is like not a genre necessarily it's it's, it's a it's, sensibility isn't it yes yeah yeah you know and, and uh anything with a hook is pop yeah exactly that yeah you know, um yeah I, I i think i think to your point actually I, this might sound like a bit of a tangent but do you know what i find really interesting um watching on bbc4 like at like on a thursday at 10 or whatever they just show complete episodes of top of the pops oh really yeah and it just it's just really it's a really interesting like uh it's, it's quite an interesting time capsule because this this is related to your point about pop in a minute but like um mm. when you watch it and, and i don't mean top of the pops too i mean literally a whole episode you know as it was and obviously yeah. there's a lot of dross but you'll have like but i feel like the definition and the understanding and the kind of the parameters of what pop is and what could be is so much more wider back then so you, you'll have like killing joke on top yeah. of the pops and then afterwards you've got like banana rama and then and then afterwards you'll have like i don't know run dmc or and it's just an extraordinary diverse range of artists and i think to myself like you just don't i don't feel like you, i feel like there's a homogeneity to pop or what's considered mm. pop yeah. which which isn't fair to the to, to what it should be or what it can be Is that, am i making any sense yeah yeah kind of i feel like pop now it's more formula than it used to be right it's focus grouped yeah 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 you know and, and i hear that yeah. and i hear that a lot and if and if there was a top of the pops now i kind of just feel like you wouldn't have that same room that same scope for like just i don't know an eclectic tommy cossack would it be on top of the pops that's what, that's what i'm trying to say basically no 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 i don't think we would either <laughs> um like i yeah, could you imagine if they did have Top of the Pops now as well, though, and like how boring it would be to watch? Well, you would have to. It would take a it would take a producer like with a really strong vision to yeah. like make it work, and they'd have to be connected to what's going on. That's I think like yeah, I think there's a there's a reason why Top of the Pops ended when it did. You know, I think there's just something serendipitous about that when when you know the instant uh, online online kind of musical movements were happening. In a way yeah. that Top of the Pops couldn't grasp or couldn't um, have yeah. a monopoly on, you know. That's true, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you can get so much more done anyway with, um, oh, <coughs> with uh, you know, YouTube, whatever, blogs, etc., mm -hmm. rather than a TV show. TV is kind of a bit of a dying medium anyway, right? In my in my eyes, at least. Yeah, I mean, programming isn't, but like, yeah, you're right. Like scheduling and like the idea. I mean, other than sport, I can't think of what you know, what what what, yeah. what what's on anymore. Where the nation is watching it in unison. Uh, Chaser, I guess. <laughs> Judge Rinder. I used to be a hip hop DJ. <laughs> yeah, I did. Talk, I did. Talk to me. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I used to. I used to DJ in Portsmouth a lot. Uh, I used to buy a shit ton of records whenever I go to Brighton, and um, most of them tended to be hip hop ones. 
it's and they're all like one pound and they're scratched to shit <laughs> sounded terrible uh, <laughs> but for some reason i don't know why someone gave me like a slot djing at the pub the one-eyed dog uh mm. on albert road and and i would dj for like how long was it it was like seven till like close so it was like seven till like midnight or something mm -hmm. on a monday night and it was student night and all the drinks were like one pound at the time because this was this was you know quite a while ago uh i'm an old boy uh i remember one pound drinks yeah right yeah, i'm fine yeah fucking crazy so yeah and i would get free drinks so i didn't even have to spend one pound so I was DJing and I'd get completely plastered, like blackout drunk, just playing hip hop, playing, you know, like uh, I'd play NWA, uh, the extended version of one of their songs, like whenever I needed to go for a cigarette, it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> And I'd play, I'd play this like multiple times in a night <laughs> when I went to go smoke. <laughs> People would be like, "What? Is, what? What are you doing?" I just feel like, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. In retrospect, maybe I wasn't the best DJ, but I That's think amazing. I was fun. I think I was fun. If you're getting asked to come back, then then you're doing something right. Yeah, someone, one of the this guy Lewis who used to run Sounds of Sumo. Uh, once said I was the best party DJ in Portsmouth. You should have so, that too. Get rid of I'm a cheese slice on your band camp and put the best party DJ in Portsmouth. <laughs> in like 2009. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah circa. Yeah. I, think, I don't I think know you... if I've still got it anymore, but that should be that should be some Tommy Cossack merch right there on the t shirts. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> We're actually we're coming out with a new T-shirt soon that I designed, which I'm really excited. Oh, cool! Can you yeah, can was... you can you spill the beans? Yeah, it's just it's just a picture of a generator that I drew in MS Paint with <laughs> TC and the degenerators. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not going to toot my my own horn too much, but I'm quite the MS Paint master. Mm -hmm. That's uh, I think that's uh, an underrated me uh, uh, medium. For sure, man. I mean, like, imagine if Picasso had these tools, you know? Exactly. He would. He wouldn't have made the shit he did. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. We would. We'd be living in a different different time now. Yeah. Um, Art would be changed forever. <laughs> do you like the band, MS Paint? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was listening to them the other day. What's that one song? Um. Uh, when you type that into Google, it does not give you. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I was listening to the self-titled from March 2020. Uh, and I really, really liked Hardwired. Yeah. They've, they've got a really interesting sound, actually. They've got this quite, they're quite tough. Like, quite, it's quite, quite like... Um, yeah. Kinda, I don't, don't want to say, like, they're quite heavy. They've got this quite heavy like core sound but it's all, it's all kind of covered in this like kind of synth punky sort of yeah uh, uh goop around it it's, it's kind of weird. interesting yeah it's i like weird, it yeah. perfect name as well yeah it's it's really cool i like the art too it's interesting yeah yeah speaking of merch as well i was gutted to in fact i even remember messaging you like i think the first time i ever had any interaction with you um uh, see if you had any t-shirts i was really into those balaclava t-shirts i think i have a couple somewhere oh i'll definitely buy one off you yeah, yeah, small, yeah, of course. Size small. 
maybe i'll have to look i think i definitely have excel but right. no one no one's buying this at all and next time i'm not fucking printing that many excels um <laughs> and uh i might have one small oh well if, if you I'll got one you know. yeah, yeah definitely no man 100 percent. was cossacks wasn't it originally yeah, 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 with my, my friends Joe Knight and Josh McGee. Right. So uh, what can I ask? Why why the um, why the direction in, uh, into Tommy Cossack from Cossacks? Uh, I mean, like, Josh fucked off to Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID happened. Joe just, like, I think kind of still wanted to do it, but kind of didn't. And plus, we didn't have a, didn't have a drummer anyway. And at this time, like, this is why I did everything, like, with a drum machine as well, because, like, there was a serious drought of, like, drummers in this area at the time. Any And any time I, like, practiced with a drummer, they would just be like, yeah, I'm down to, like, fuck around, but I'm not joining any bands because I'm already in, like, five. I was like, okay. So, so I just went solo, did all that. And I just called it Tommy Cossack because Joe would always go, oh, fucking big balls, Tommy Cossack over here. Um, uh, whenever I'd like say anything. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I just like, I didn't know what to call the project. So I just, I just thought like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Tommy Cossack it makes sense. It's kind of like a ode to like Jay Riotard, um, all that, you know, I, I liked how he came from a band called Riotards and then, his solo project was oh do you know that didn't occur to me that's so yeah. obvious yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh, yeah, yeah, it they, they all called themselves like joe Riotard and blah 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 Riotard, yeah, yeah. etc in that band so I, I just thought that was like a cool thing and i really really like uh his music uh rest in peace he's a, i feel like uh he's actually quite an influence on a lot of the music that, that seems so uh so alive right now he's definitely mm. his spirit is definitely hovering over I think yeah. um, uh, that um, a lot of the a lot of the copper kind of synth punk garage synth punk bands that are happening. Yeah, it's the like garagey like really hook for, uh, based, uh, just super catchy, super super catchy like kind of upbeat but not kind of yeah. vibe. It's, yeah, yeah, I love it. What one of his bands lost? You no, know, lost knives. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, that who was that with again? That was with someone else. I, uh, the the girl that it was in that with him, I forgot her name. I think it's Alice Trout, but she was in another band. But they they actually ended up getting they actually ended up kind of reforming as Sweet Knives without Jay Riotar. But actually, it's crack. It's really good. It really, I really recommend it. Like, yeah, Lost Knives. Yeah, fantastic. Then that had a particular think... second album, which I I loved it. it. Came out last year. Really, really good. Really, I yeah. I feel like I might have heard it at some point, but I I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go through it. Again, I need to, and I'm, I'll do a deep dive. I love all of his stuff. Everything he's involved in is just it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Was it, was, was, was it pragmatism that, that led you to the drum machine or was it aesthetic? Because, that, because when I first heard your music, um, when I first heard Tommy Cossack, you know the the act. I for me it was like 
you know, there was a certain, uh, I associated you with a certain kind of variant of uh, garage punk, kind of synthy punk music that was happening, which I associated with, and I mean, you know, all these bands, you know, but I associated with kind of coming out of uh, Australia and parts of America, you know, mm. uh, you know, the Billion, Research Reactor Core, yeah. Silicon Prairie, stuff like that, you know, under the mm-hmm. gun records and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first heard your music, the first thing I remember thinking was, uh, oh, right, someone from the UK is doing it. You know, which that, yeah. that was my first reaction. That's my first instinct. I remember thinking, cool, we got, I remember, I mean, I was living in Bristol then. I remember thinking, oh, nice mm. one. But I might finally get to see one of these guys, you know, uh, <laughs> you might come to Bristol or whatever. But, um, but, you know, was the use of the drum machine, was it, was it kind of, um, was it pragmatism or, or what, or was you responding to the, the kind of, um, the, the DIY punk thing that was happening around you? It was like both really like, yeah. um, yeah. I mean like the first actual ever TC thing was, uh, the drums were from a Casio keyboard mm-hmm. and I just, uh, I pressed the start, uh, drum button and then to change the drums for the choruses, I would just hold yeah. down the fill button <laughs> right, right, right. and then I would take my finger off the fill button when the verse came back. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, it's like, it was just kind of like, how, however I can, cause I have a drum kit, it was locked down. Uh, but also at first when, when I, I used a garage band drummer at one point, mm-hmm. um, like the built in drummer in garage band yeah. and I was using like, real drum sounds and then it was then a stylistic choice to choose the 707 instead of the um the you know real fake drums or fake real drums i suppose yeah Mm. yeah it's like a bit of both really um i mean i uh, one day i'll learn to play drums myself uh and then you know maybe drum machine will be obsolete for me but I mean, I, I feel like drum machine sounds sick. I love it, but live, it, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, sound men will hate you. Uh, it, they'll hate you and also probably fuck it up too. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and it will just end up sounding like flat as fuck or just terrible mix. <clears throat> not not nice. So, so yeah, I, bit of both. Right, I, I didn't realize how um, unwieldy it was live. Is it? It's a mm. real. Is it a real nightmare? Yeah, I've I, I've seen a ton of um, bands use drum machines live, and it, some of them get it right, and some of them, it's like bad. It sounds right. terrible. Like uh, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to deal deal with. Whereas the drum, you know, you're you're, you're micing up multiple parts and if you're not then it's like acoustic anyway right so mm. you've got like so many so much more frequency range i suppose and stuff like that so yeah it's just yeah i think the, the drum machine is a beautiful thing in, in a studio isn't it like a studio tune track mm. you know um mm-hmm. it sounds incredible it, it can sound when done right it can sound absolutely brilliant you know yeah yeah totally i i i, I love how it sounds on tracks mm. on, on recordings you know uh just I, I like to keep my stuff uh, nowadays as close to what we can do live as well, though. So I think the drum machine stuff, unless I'm like fucking around with demos, it's probably mostly done with for this project. 
but then again, who knows? I might do something else. Just want to use a drum machine and never play it live. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see yourself doing any kind of sort of side projects or spin-offs about, you know, m- maybe going down a more, um, uh, you know, more electronic music, maybe? Or yeah, 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 big time. It's yeah. uh, actually what is on my mind a lot at the moment uh, is trying to do something like kind of eight B, um, but like heavy okay that's really interesting so yeah i mean we'll see what happens but um that that's kind of what what i'd like to do but i've got a lot of work to do with this still so we'll see we'll see if i have time but yeah, yeah. you ever heard um poster boy 2000 no well he he um in fact he he was actually he was a guest on one of the chats two years ago really? ah. he um he does like hardcore He's from, he's from he's from New York. He does like hardcore, but he uses a lot of genuine Nintendo gear, and he makes Ooh. this like eight bit crushed, bit crushed kind of punk. Yeah, that's sick. I really recommend it. Yeah, like that that might be a nice a nice nice inspiration if you're looking to kind of do some eight bit. <coughs> oh, of, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. sounds really interesting. Poster Boy Two Thousand. Yeah, brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah. I'm gonna write that down. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, that kind of stuff sounds sick uh i'm very interested in that i'd like to like um get like a cartridge of lsdj and see if um see if i can find like an old game boy or something fuck around with that a bit just rip those sounds uh play with lsdj what's that sorry so it's like so it's how a lot of 8-bit like uh artists work it's uh it's like a cartridge for a game boy where right. it's like a, it's like a, you can program eight bit sounds basically. Oh, right. So it's like a, it's like a sequencer, uh, in a way where you can like yeah. map out different things. Yeah. And it's basically it's it's it looks like the biggest pain in the ass to actually navigate as like a door or whatever or like an interface. But That's um, true. it's like yeah, you like input like numbers into like fields basically, and it just like runs through. It's like really nerdy shit. I've, it looks like, but it looks that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that that does sound uh, that sounds proper hacking the mainframe. Yeah, 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 <laughs> hacker man. Yeah, it's like fingerless leather gloves. That's right. Yeah, yeah. matrix shades. Yeah, pre pre millennial tech thriller. <laughs> All I see is green numbers now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to introduce you to a rather remarkable man. I'm going to introduce you to a rather remarkable man. Left of the dial, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're finally uh, on my back. Fi- yeah, you finally um you finally made it. <laughs> oh dude, I'm so happy. I was so yeah. so I got so sad and like um scared and I mean like we yeah. I thought we weren't gonna play it. I thought we were gonna play it, and I thought we weren't gonna play it, and now we are playing it. So it's uh it's sick. And I think we're gonna organize some um some dates in uh belgium and france in the run-up to it as well oh brilliant so that'd be, nice one that'd be fun that'd, yeah that'd be the fest the festival circuit maybe. uh well no i think we'll just do like one do left of the dial but i think we'll um we'll play some like shows just on on the way you know oh it's in october isn't it sorry it's not yeah. summer yeah that's right nah, nah, nah. yeah i think there's like another festival on in the netherlands because tom's <laughs> tom's actually uh so we're playing Left of the Dial two nights, the mm. first and last night, I believe. And then Tom's like fucking off in the 
in in between those two dates to go to another festival and play um a beige banquet set at that right. in between and then he's coming back to rotterdam and then because like three of three of those guys are already gonna be out in <laughs> rotterdam with me so so they're like fuck it just get the other two to come and we can make some make some money playing this other festival so that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's great do you have do you have any um do you have any other kind of european uh festivals that are in your or, or even in the uk do you, are there any festivals that you'd love to play that I'd love to play. Uh, yeah, or anything anything that's kind of on your radar. I don't really know, man. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind playing Wide Awake just because it's really local, something mm. like that. But, um, like, I'd like to play any festival, really. It's just, like, it's, it's cool to play at festival because it's almost like a cheat code, right? Because you play and then you just, you're at a festival for free. <laughs> I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah. yeah and festivals... I don't know if you've heard, but they're getting pretty pricey. <laughs> like they're they're uh, they're going yeah. up and up and up. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, I I've uh, for many many years I went to I went to Glastonbury. Like yeah, I always went to Glastonbury. But this year it's just like it's just not an option anymore. Really, not I've viable. never been there. I've never been there. How much it's does a ticket to Glasgow cost? I I think now it's like about three hundred. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's and, and obviously crazy. like obviously, you know the bands that are there, the amount of like the amount of the caliber of the acts. I, I get it. Like one headliner would be like you know half that ticket. I understand, but it's just sure. you know it's just 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 people just can't afford it anymore. But also like what do you do as well? Because there is a cost of living, and they can't afford not to charge it. And you know mm. it's 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 hard. I, I mean, I yeah, I'm just I'm quite frugal uh with with my money so I, I find it hard to justify like big stuff like that but you're damn right i mean like what you spend like i spent like what 56 pounds to go see pavement mm. uh so like if there was a band like that two of them yeah that's like what festival you're seeing like how many bands to loads and, and, yeah and i mean we're talking like you know i mean there's been in previous years i mean you had, you had the rolling stones on i mean we're talking like you know it's big tickets big, big, for that big. like what like a stone show is probably what over 200 anyway i think a friend of mine saw them in high park last year was it last year they play high park they did, they did the big sort of high park thing and i think they got it there for 100 right oh that's that was a... like that was like you know yeah like bottom it's ticket. bad yeah it's still pricey right like yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um but it makes sense but uh but yeah to your point about you know if you get offered to play you get your ticket and mm. and yeah you're laughing aren't you you know and it's like sick too because like there's always loads of people i feel like festivals when i'm at a festival right i'm gonna go i'm going to see bands that i've never heard of mm. you know so there's always like this cool thing where you might like suddenly you might be playing and someone might have never heard of your stuff and just be like this is sick and be like really stoked on it that's the beautiful is, thing isn't it yeah that's yeah yeah like it's like a showcase People, people in the audience that haven't heard of you and they're into it afterwards. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a, so that's nice a, what, when that happens. What, yeah, what a better, what, what, what better feeling. Um, yeah. I really recommend Left of the uh, uh, Left of Dial. Uh, I really recommend uh, Witch Elm. Witch Elm. Witch Elm. They're Bristol, Bristol band, um, yeah. and they're kind of like slacker. They've got this like slacker grunge thing going on, but. They they count they have a counterbalance of like really god honest pop hooks 
really is hooky. Is it spelt weird like W Y C H? Yeah, yeah, they're they're excellent. They they're um, they're sort of one of my favourite things out of Bristol. Really? Yeah, so definitely I'll check try them and, out. Yeah, definitely try and check them out. Yeah, sick. Are they playing left of the doll? Yeah, yeah. I I, I looked the li- ah. I looked at the lineup before before we started chatting. Rad. Yeah, I'll check them out for sure. I I need to I need to look at the lineup for Left of the Doll. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> there's this band Tunic playing though. I know that who are pretty cool. I okay. like them. Um, yeah, they're like I don't know how to describe it. They're kind of like garagey, I guess. Mm. Like garage rock. Um, but like, yeah, I I I just hope that we're not like um playing at the same time as like all the bands I'd like to see. I feel like this is what always happens. Like when I played. With Maripol, a festival, we like clashed with a ton of shit. And, just, and when we played Left of the Doll as well, we clashed a ton of shit. And it's just like, oh. but, yeah. yeah, it's gotten in it. Has, has, it ever, has it ever happened where like you've been booked with like a band that one of your band members is in and, and they haven't thought about it, haven't realized, and then they've clashed you? Um, kind of, yeah. Like, well, so we got booked, we got offered a gig that Beige Banquet were playing. Right. And uh, we couldn't take it because uh, uh, <laughs> Ian, our drummer, is it, like, he's a machine. He's an absolute machine. But ev- everyone basically just felt bad making him do like two gigs in a row. Like, because the sets were back to back too. Yeah. He'd be playing like some of the drumming he does in TC and the Two Generators is like fucking fast. And yeah, so I mean that's the only thing that's really happened, and I think beige, me, like we and beige banquet have both had to like decline gigs a few times because there's a gig going on, and and like sometimes we forget and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> and then we just have to cancel or whatever, and it's but it's not like a huge problem. I I've got the their uh, Google Calendar, so, oh, <laughs> so and uh, our. Google Calendar is just a WhatsApp description, so <laughs> so it's like you know we can all see each other's stuff now, so it's a bit more organised. What would you say your themes are in your in your, in your songwriting? Can you identify a certain? certain motifs, certain themes that keep recurring, do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff, honestly, I don't know whether this sounds like wanky or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, most of the songs are just about like the mundanity of life, really. And just how boring, <laughs> how boring life is. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a basic, basically a giant depression chamber uh, masked with a slightly upbeat sound. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's, don't know what else there would be. I think that's the main overarching kind of looming uh, theme with most of it. Would you exist without thirteen years of Tory austerity? <laughs> um, yeah, probably still. To be honest, because I'm just never happy anyway. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um. Yeah, could definitely go without the Tory austerity, um, but I think I'd still exist and still be just as pissed off. You would, you would be um, railing against New Labour stagnation. Either way, 
Yeah, I mean, it's not even all political. Like, honestly, it's just like, it's just stuff which even politics can't really change. It's just like how everything's gone, how we're all like completely reliant on our uh, constant dopamine uh, releases, including myself and, and, you know, and how it's just like ADHD, ADHD brained me and, um, made everything like a constant need for for that and it's mm. just just how depressing it is really yeah did you do you sense that because uh, I, I i i do sense palpable feelings in, in the in the nation of, of inertia malaise disaffection in a way that i yeah. don't remember in my life yeah i'd say so yeah i didn't know what that first word meant but uh I did. I got the last one though. So. Inertia. I, I, I guess yeah, just I always... things moving forward, but never, but never, never. Oh changing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's all going forward in the sense of technology is advancing, right? And and we have so much more things we can do, but we also have less. It, it's it's very strange. It's hard to kind of like wrap your brain around. At least it is for me because my brain's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but but, you, no, but you're right. You know that we have all this technical innovation, and yet, you know, we have dev we we, we have devastating poverty in the country. Mm. So what what's progress? You know what's you know without getting without getting too really heavy on on the political uh, theme, but you know uh, just. I think I think there is there is a there is a rhetoric that bludgeons bludgeons us, particularly our generation, with the idea that my God, aren't we fucking lucky? But yeah. because we got iPhones. But yeah. I mean, but are people being paid well? You know, nah. is, is there social mobility? <laughs> Can you get a house? You know, is there is your community being funded? I mean, you know, is there is there community cohesion? You know, but yeah, but yeah, you know, we have got an iPhone. We got the iPhone. We got Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Look, look at how uh, able we are to connect. You know? know, look at look at you can just send a message. We're so connected. We don't know we're born. So connected. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> weird, man. I know. It's Never true. felt so isolated from everything, really. But mm. you know. But, yeah. Oh, I feel depressed now. <laughs> yeah no, no. sorry man no, maybe no. this maybe this uh conversation wasn't a great idea <laughs> I, 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 I think... <laughs> yeah yeah i let it i let it that um uh <laughs> all right uh, um talk, talk to me a little bit more about the new album um sure so uh give us an idea about is there any kind of new flavors or new you know new things in there that that's uh that can surprise us um i mean yeah i guess in a way like there's a lot more synth okay. uh there's a lot more like so some of the songs are new some of the songs are like stuff that has been released already but you know the the thing is is this is this is not a tommy cossack album this is this is tc and the degenerates this is like this is the, a new era i suppose mm -hmm. right this is a band. This isn't a man. Um, yeah. So, so some of the songs are basically re-releases, I suppose, but they're they're changed. They're different. 
um they're they're i would like to say better uh but you know um there are some new ones as well uh some some ones i'm really happy with there's also like a bunch of new ones which aren't on the album which hopefully we'll uh work on soon as well um but yeah yeah i don't yeah it's like old new and that's it yeah does it does it feel like a culmination yeah kind of it's like it's like um finishing it's like finishing all this stuff mm. you know tying it all up yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't happy with some of the demos to right. be honest um so this is like this is like a yeah like ticking it off you know yeah cool all, all of that stuff and then on to on to new stuff after that the the difficult second album yeah maybe we just won't even bother to be honest i'm a pretty lazy guy so <laughs> cool. take the easy um, way yeah nice um uh what are you uh what, what are you listen to at the moment what am i listening to at the moment uh uh, uh, uh. Hmm. Let me check my phone. I mean, no, I, I just I've got to do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. fucked up, right? My short-term memory is really not great anymore. Shriveled by that is what? Just shriveled by social media. Yeah, exactly. It's fucked up. Love it. Let's have a look. We're both looking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're both looking. Um. So yeah, you first. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just shout out a few. Harvest. Uh. uh, uh sorry, not. Uh, Poison ruin. Oh yeah, they're sick. Yeah, like, oh, uh, they're playing London soon, actually. I don't have a ticket. They're uh, playing with Prison Affair. Sorry. They're playing with Prison Affair. Are they? I think so. Because I missed out on the, I missed Wait, out on maybe the, I'm wrong. I missed out on the evening ticket, but I they they ended up doing a they released a matinee. Yeah. I got the I got the matinee ticket instead. Uh, really? Is it yeah. New New River, right? That's right. Yeah, there must have been tickets. Look then, I got I got a ticket for the glass show. Uh, oh cool, yeah, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, that's that that looks like it'd be pretty good. Shit ton of us actually from the band are going to that. So if you wanted to come along, yeah, I'll definitely try and get a ticket. Yeah, uh, um, I can't find this. I can't find this poison ruin show. Well, unless I got scammed, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, uh, no, 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 it is happening. I, I yeah, know yeah. it is. I just, my, my Googling's bad. But yeah, I, I don't know. Prison Affair are playing there real soon. Well, I love I, Prison I think Affair. it's with them. Yeah, I think it's with them. They're really good. They're a great band. My, Ian loves Prison Affair as well. He's, like, I think he's like trying to, um, he's trying to like take some inspiration from them with drumming, which is cool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, uh, yeah, Poison Ring, um, uh, Cool and the Gang Bangers. You'd like them? Oh, really? Yeah, cool they're the really cool. Bangers. Yeah, like really, you know that kind of like you know that garage rock riff where it just it just hits the spot. Oh yeah, like, Fuck yeah, it. one of those. Yeah, I think it's from Sweden. I love Sif Records that. at the moment. Sif Records. records. Yeah. I've not heard of it. Uh, they they always do some cool stuff. Yeah, I, that's off the top of my head. Yeah, what about you? What are you listening to? Uh, I'm listening to, uh, do you know Ismatic Guru? I think he's the yeah. guy from Science Man, right? He right, does right, Science right. Man, I think. Yeah. I've been listening to those two like EPs quite a lot. Cool. I, I really like the uh, f- like frantic, like fucking jangly guitar. Um, I've been listening to shit ton of like Hella, uh, Advoids, 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 which is like, like yeah, 
it's two of the people from Freakies. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, and so, uh, some other people as well. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that they just released uh, an EP, which is like really sick. I think it's on Urge. Right. Urge Records. Um, uh, 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 yeah, Hella, um, Spark, uh, <coughs> uh, Lynx, Lynx, I've been listening to. That's Dave Kanopka from battles like early battles his old band is from uh i think it was like 2006 or something like that and they just okay. uh re-released their their lp with like a new ep which is only just coming out and i i pre-ordered that uh the the lp so so i'm listening to it a lot just waiting for it to like actually get released at the start of may yeah yeah hey nice that's brilliant yeah yeah i after um i'm with a a big a big Bandcamp uh, plunge after this. Oh yeah, for sure. I <laughs> need to go back on Bandcamp, man. I haven't. I've been like, I don't know what I've been doing. Not, not really like finding much new music lately, which is a bit annoying. There's a union. There's a un. There's a big union action against Bandcamp. You know that? Really? Yeah. All the musicians. Yeah, I, I don't quite know the details of it, but I, I know that it got taken over by. Um, is it Blizzard? Some, some kind of. Um, is it the the, the no. company? The company that's responsible for uh, World of Warcraft, I think. Blizzard, no yeah, think fucking so. yeah, way! Yeah. But they, they oh my god, play. I'm a I'm a level sixty uh, egg punk musician. That's crazy. Are you are you on that? What World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft? Fuck yeah! I used to play that shit all the time. Do you still play it? No, not anymore. Uh, no, I can't. I can't. It's too. Uh, it's addicting, man. <laughs> <laughs> now also like fucking on like Activision Blizzard like scum like, well this, so this like... is it so they, they've taken over Bandcamp and I think there was yeah. some real worry because back, because of the of the kind of corporate priorities yeah. that might take place but it, initially it seemed to be alright they just seemed to just own it and but nothing seemed to change but I, there is now like a there is a union there is there is like a union uh, Bandcamp resistance I don't quite know the details but it's looking like they're just That's trying crazy. to slowly, uh, well, just undermine the artists on it, basically. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, A, a that's such a weird company to buy out Bandcamp. Like, what do they, it's like uh, the joke about, like, Lady Gaga being the fucking creative director of Polaroid. It was like, <laughs> you know, like, she can make music. What the fuck she know about cameras? Like, that, <laughs> that shit. It's like, what to Activision Blizzard? have to do with fucking music in any way well like, a, a, any giant corporate uh interest with it with a rapacious appetite would just see an opportunity for money yeah that's just it like, isn't it so there's no there is no undervalued and they're just trying to like fucking flip it or something that's it yeah um but it's a real shame because you know, bank camp is a beautiful thing you know yeah uh, but yeah. it is it is also the streaming quality on Bandcamp is really good yeah. So yeah, on, the, on like the mobile app and stuff, it's really yeah. good. And also, just just little things like you know, like once you got the, the tune, it's yours in any format. I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. you want, you know. Yeah. yeah. Download flax if you want. If you Even get like, a flax if you have excessive hard drive space. Is there anything yeah. like, uh, coming up? Anything coming up? Any any gigs? Any other? Any anything you want to share with, all, with everybody listening to this podcast? Um, 
No, I don't think so. Actually, shit, I should have had something to plug. Um, I think Beige Banquet are playing like start of May. So okay. get a ticket for that. I'll be cool. there. Uh, cool. Their new stuff's sick. Uh, and uh, when I'm Arable playing next, I'll plug that too. Uh, I'm wearing the t-shirt. Uh, Maripool playing 17th of May, uh, 18th of May actually in Paris. Uh, oh, Supersonic. So oh, right. I'll, I'll be over there doing that. If anyone is a fan and wants to say hi, what? So you're you're over there just just uh, just watching the game? Playing, I'm playing guitar. Playing well. uh, uh, yeah, I'm playing guitar in Maripool. So oh, I see, I see. Right, right, right. Me and me and Natasha, who plays guitar in my band, that is yes. her band. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew she was in your. I didn't. I didn't realize you were in uh, Maripol as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I nice played one. leads guitar in that. Spot. Oh, brilliant! Do a bit of shredding, <laughs> a bit of fretwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for for those for those that uh, listen to the podcast, he just uh, picked up his uh, arms and did a did an air guitar. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rock and roll. Um, um, if you could support like three bands that are currently active right now what would they, what would they be uh gt currently active shit uh, okay uh gt oh, I'll what three currently active and then, and then you can give me one fantasy one okay uh so gt um uh, 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 research reactor cool <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. I see a theme here. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me guess, Satanic Tigers. I was going to say RMFC, actually. Oh, okay, oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, um, go on. I'm one fantasy. Uh, useless is. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm, yeah, yeah, that would be fucking sick. I'd love to. I'd just love to see them live. But yeah, I don't think they're ever going to play. So, um, Satanic Tigers and GTR touring Europe. I know. I think yeah. I'm going to go to France. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah, I think me and Tom are going to go to uh, see them at Bynick, maybe. Oh, okay, cool. I, yeah. I am actually in France early. What, what, uh, what, when's the Paris gig? Paris gig is 18th of May. So it's like oh, a okay. bit before, yeah. I think oh, they're right. there like end of May, right? I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to try and go. I really want to see it. Yeah, I that'd think be it's great. probably my only chance for a while, right? So, yeah, it's real. Yeah, I, it's just, it's all the it's, it's Brexit complications, isn't it? It's just it's just mm-hmm. fucking awkward to get here. I thought uh, it was all like I thought that kind of side of stuff was cleared up a little bit, but I guess not. I think it was a, I think it was a little bit, but if you're yeah. if you're a band with with just little money and and no yeah, yeah. and no manager or no, no no team that's able to sort it for you it's just yeah. not an option anymore yeah you know it's, it's so, shit. so shit yeah but there has been some Aussie bands that come over this way like uh, I saw um, Dr. Shur I saw Dr. Shur's Unusual Practice yeah I saw them I saw them at the Shackwell yeah me too yeah oh shit oh, I was yeah. there yeah, yeah, I was yeah there. Tom's, Tom's friends with the guy so right 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 yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah it's cool. uh, they were sick um, Civic played as well right and then uh, recently Oh no, they're playing. They're playing Wide Awake. Oh, okay, cool. I think. Right. And then uh, what was that other band? Oh, I saw Coffin. Oh, they were here. No way. Yeah, no, I saw. The, I tell you what, uh, I saw them. Miniskirt were here too last year. Oh, right, cool. Um, I saw them at Shackle Arms, but it was it was a free it was a free all dayer with Lambrini. Oh, shit. 
Oh no way! Lamborghini girls are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, really good. Um, They're so but, nice too. Yeah, I, but I managed to sort of say hello to Ben, the drummer. Um, really lovely guy. Yeah. yeah Sick. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. That's a shame. I, I wish I knew about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not too. Uh, I don't keep up with with all this with gigs too much. To be honest, it's all a bit like it's it's a lot. It's hard. <laughs> thanks for doing this pal super welcome thank you so much for having me nice it's been, been a pleasure awesome um, yeah and uh yeah we'll definitely um everybody listening definitely make sure you watch um tommy kosak at a, at a town near you yes uh and if you're if you live in rotterdam go to the festival go to left of the dial and, and go catch tommy kosak and uh and keep them peeled for the new album when, when's the new album coming out again we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Don't sometime know. this year. Sometime this year. Sometime this year. Nice one. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Heads of Sticks, chat number 15 with Tommy Cossack. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday. You did a sort of dance. Like a goodbye dance there. <laughs> Cheers. Nice. <laughs> loved it uh really great really great um chatting to tommy cossack on a on our sort of a lazy sunday i think his is a slightly more hungover sunday than mine uh, but uh yeah yeah cracking yeah uh, i love doing these I, I really love doing these chats and uh, it's always great to just uh pick the brains of, 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 of you know people i'm a fan of you know um so yeah big thanks to uh tommy cossack for um uh giving me over an hour uh, of his time and um, and yeah you know uh, we'll keep an eye out for that new album guys uh, coming out uh, that'll be a cracker uh, TC and the uh, Degenerators um, and yeah keep an eye out for uh, upcoming gigs and uh, do do make sure you listen to the other kind of um, satellite bands uh, that kind of uh, the family of, uh, of those bands Maripool and Beige Banquets um, and the like uh, yeah, I'll definitely be checking those out. This is the uh, this is the fifteenth uh, episode of Heads or Six Chats. Uh, I intend to keep doing more because I enjoy it, and uh, you know uh, I know others do as well. Um, so if you do if you do like what I do, please do um, uh, please do like it and subscribe to it uh, on whatever streaming platform you listen to. It does help. It, it does really help with visibility and reach, and you know. And if you're feeling really really generous um do give us a written review on apple uh, podcasts that'd be great and just generally spread the word tell your friends um if you've got any questions I'll tell you what if, if, if how about this if uh, any questions you got i will answer in the next episode at the end so um if you want to reach out to me tom at headsorsticks.co.uk um anything you like uh, any questions any abuse whatever you want to throw at me uh, i will um i'll answer in the next episode if there are, if anyone's got any questions, um, and if you just want to reach out to me, uh, heads or sticks is um, a multi-headed thing. So uh, anybody that's been on my site, apologies. There's been some tech issues over the last couple of months, and to be perfectly fucking honest with you, I've been tearing my hair out. Um, but I think it's on the mend now, and the website is back on. It's live. Um, so uh, and it's had a lick of paint. Uh, I've been doing up the house a little bit. So uh, there's a new uh, spruced up site, which I which I think is um, 
looks a lot better. Uh, and so, just a couple more kinks to iron out um, behind the scenes stuff, and then the the, the chat or well, the write ups will be uh, coming soon. Uh, that's kind of the, the the foundation of it all, really. Um, do check out uh, my show with uh, Tommy Cossack from a couple of months ago. Uh, I'll have a little link uh, to the Mixcloud. He did a great uh, great show. There'll be a link to that. Um, and uh, and yeah, I have a show at uh, Arja Radio once a month, uh, the Heads and Stick show. Um, I also have a bi-monthly show, um, Spit and Static on 1020 Radio. That's a more conceptual synth punk kind of experience. And I do the occasional uh, show for Nude Radio um, uh, as well. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Heads and Sticks, and uh, check it all out. Uh, I've been Tom. This is Heads and Sticks Chats number 15. Uh, big thanks to everyone that's listened and um, uh, I'll see you next month for uh, number 16 cheers guys angels on your body (laughs) 